0: So hi Elliot, hi Keith. Yeah, Elliot's a student of mine. He's a classically trained pianist and he's a choral conductor. And anything else you want to say about your background?
1: Um, mainly, I got into music because I fell in love with Beethoven. Oh, so beautiful. I just wanted to, I just wanted to know more about it. So mm-hmm. I started off wanting to be an orchestral conductor and ended up, and all of my work was working with choirs. Mm-hmm. So that's how my career developed.
0: Mm-hmm. So you spent many years studying classical piano, obviously, because you're a very very good pianist.
1: 32 years. Yeah,
0: wow. So how did you get interested in jazz?
1: I, jazz was one of those things that I always knew I should have, that I should appreciate, mm-hmm. but I didn't know, I couldn't connect with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got in the car one day and pulled up uh, John Coltrane, yeah. and the track was my favorite things. And for some reason, I loved um, McCoy Tyner's solo. Yeah. I just couldn't not listen to it for days. And I listened to it probably 30, 40 times. Mm. And I thought, I have to know more about this. Yeah. So
0: did you, when you when you decided that you wanted to know more about it, did you start looking into, like, did you look into any books? Or what did you, did you try to pursue it? How did you pursue it at first?
1: Yeah, I have a, I have a friend who's a jazz pianist. And we chatted on the phone two or three times. And I got... Um, Mark Levine's book mm-hmm. and started trying to teach myself and mm-hmm. then decided I wanted some guidance.
0: Yeah. So did you think the book was helping you or was it just not the right kind of information that you needed? Or you
1: it's, it's weird. I, I tend to be very much a traditionalist. So the idea of, uh, maybe it's a lack of faith in my own understanding of music, but I felt like I couldn't Succeed at jazz without guidance. So okay. I've just never thought outside the box of well, maybe I could have taught myself.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's something important. I think it's hard to learn um, this music from books. So that's why I asked that question. But we'll we'll get to that at another time. You know. But I wanted to ask you, why did you choose me to study with?
1: Well, I had um I had met you at Furman through the uh, the Keyboard Institute, right? And mm-hmm. um just. You know, I, I I didn't want to study with somebody who kinda dabbled with, with jazz. I wanted to somebody you know, study with somebody that really lived it. Yeah. So and and you're the only person in Greenville that I felt um, could help me with it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And do you think I have helped you with it?
1: I do. Yeah.
0: How can you tell me how I've helped you with it?
1: Um, thinking about voicings, I I played for uh, Church for years, mm-hmm. and I've I've improv for years, but I've never mm-hmm. thought about what my hands were doing. So uh-huh. a lot of times, you know, my chords might have five fifths and no root or mm-hmm. no third. And you've really helped me think about voicing and um, intentionality and color. Mm-hmm.
0: And how about the um, the idea of improvisation? What is that? What's What's happened with your understanding of improvisation from studying?
1: Um, that it's a, a lifelong process. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, think yeah.
1: It's, I, the, the harmony, that the harmonic aspect, I felt like within a month of working together, I had a good understanding of that. But the yeah. the improv, I just get in my own way. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of making mistakes. Yeah, well, so. uh,
0: I think that's natural. I think we all have that. You have to sort of overcome that. Yeah. So as far as um, in, in connection with the harmony um. How is it different from what you learn studying classical music? what I've taught you? how is it different from what you learn studying classical music
1: um that's a good question um I don't think it's really any different. It's just like a different lane mm-hmm. um yeah good. more 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 tensions, but those are in Bach too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing with um, classical playing is, you know, how you move from note to note was so important. Trying to and it is in jazz as well, but it kind of as long as all members of the chord are represented, it feels it feels freer in in jazz. Mm-hmm. Like I might have a third in the tenor and then a third in the alto, but I don't think as much about how I. Got there as I did with classical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really think it's the same. I think it's the same road. It's just different lanes.
0: Mm-hmm. I think of it as a different language almost because mm. it's a different way of thinking about harmony. Don't you think? Very much. I mean, it's more seventh chord based than a lot. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Than classical music. You
1: know? Well, yeah, and that's a that's a, a you know the idea that a seventh is a major seventh is now stable. Right. Um, that was. And I've had people at church because um, I work at a church, and I've you know I'll do improvs, and I've gotten to where I put a lot of sixths and sevenths on everything. And people come up afterwards and they're like, "Why don't you resolve it?" And, and uh-huh. I've gotten to the point where I've said, "Well, it is. Yeah, you know the seventh in this language is it is resolved. It's yeah, stable. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so my ears are adjusting to that.
0: Yeah, so that brings up another topic. It's about listening, too, right? Mm-hmm. So have you found that studying jazz has made you listen differently?
1: Yeah, yeah for sure
0: yeah can you say anything about that
1: um, mainly just more intentionality of how I how I color chords mm-hmm. if that if that makes any yeah. if that makes any yeah, sense yeah
0: you start to hear the colors more yeah. and how to how they fit how the harmonies lend themselves to certain colors according to what the harmony is doing is that
1: sort yeah of very that? much so
0: yeah yeah so yeah so that's that's really important I think as well so um so how do you think you're doing um tell me well, how what do you think about your progress so far
1: you know for the at this phase in my life for the amount of time I'm able to dedicate to it i'm I'm pretty happy yeah um yeah. I you think know, you
0: should be I think you're doing great so thank I, you. I think you should be yeah.
1: well, it's the kind of thing if I were you know you go back and 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 look at my teacher in Cincinnati said practice all you can now because mm-hmm. when you get a job, you'll want to find time to practice and you won't be able to. I tell my
0: students that same thing all the time, you know, of course, I, when you're young, you don't get it. But yeah. But now that me, I'm 60, 60 something, you know,
1: <laughs> you know, and I feel like yeah. if I, I mean, I feel like if I had three hours a day to dedicate it to it, I would, I feel like I could do some, get to maybe where I want to get with it. Mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Hopefully I can do that over the, the years. Yeah, yeah. I think you're making great progress. Thank you.
0: I have one more question. Sure. This is, I think this is important. I noticed this because um, I work with a lot of classical pianists, you know, that are like at Furman, for example, a lot of my students there are actually classical pianists that come to me because they want to learn about jazz like you. Mm-hmm. So I, I notice and I think this is true. I'm asking you. I noticed something different about the the way you have to touch the piano, like the phrase when you play phrasing. Jazz phrasing is mm-hmm. different, I think, from classical phrasing. Thinking mm-hmm. about how you phrase, and I think that has to do with how you approach the piano physically and technically as well. What do you think about that? Does that resonate with you at all?
1: Yeah, because I think that um, so much of the music that we learn as classical pianists is just. Um, abstract you know mm-hmm. and and jazz is rooted in the voice mm-hmm. um so i think it, actually as a choral conductor i should um be thinking of it more vocally but just so much of it coming out of the you know the great american songbook right. i think the approach the great jazz pianists are more vocal
0: mm. okay. so, actually that's interesting a friend of mine frank who i talk about all the time frank kimbrough was a great jazz pianist he said to me a few years ago that he finally realized that jazz is folk music. Mm. And I think that's what he means is like it's passed down from one generation to the next and we learn it by listening. You have to learn you have to listen to this music if you want to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just just pick up a book and go, "Okay, I'm going to learn to play jazz." And you, you know, you have to listen to this music if you're going to understand how it feel, find out how it feels and understand how to reproduce that yeah. yourself, you know. So anyway, Well, that's great. I I appreciate your taking the time to do this little uh, short interview. Oh, pleasure. And we'll do a longer one uh, coming up here soon. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Keith.